Hey there, I'm Dyke McCord. Hello friends, I'm Rebecca Hot, and we are the Waypoint Podcast. This is just a place where church leaders are coming to have some meaningful conversations about life as a church leader. We have a lot of fun, but mostly we hope to put a little wind in your sails as we navigate ministry together. And if all goes as planned, you will leave just a little more encouraged than when you arrived. In today's episode, we're exploring SciComm, student ministry, and the next generation of ministry leaders and missionaries as we talk to Jacob Albrecht. Student ministry is just my favorite favorite. Students are the best. So student ministry and missions is what's the McCord ministry memory about those things? Oh my goodness. Uh, (laughs) So many fun stories of both of those youth ministry and, and taking kids on mission trips many, many years. Um, And what we'll get into with Jacob. So uh, formational, spiritually yes. formational. Um, I think there are, there are many moments, but there was one moment that it was kind of a two part thing where, uh, uh, young man, probably 16, uh, hadn't been away from home before, uh, sure. thought he had a rough life, but once he experienced the mission field, realized, no, 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 I, I, it's possible I'm a spoiled teenager. <laughs> it's and, possible I've looked at this wrong. Yeah. And it was a, you know, really eye opening uh, to be on the mission field. And, and the two part, we were, we were working on the roof, building a roof on a home in Mexico. In and Mexico. we're a little bit on the outskirts, kind of on the edge of anything. Uh, and, sure. Um, while we're working on the, and you know, you're, you, you kill yourself in the mission field. Uh, at least that was our experience. You just yeah. work so hard and, and it's hot and sunny and you're sweaty. And so we're on top of this roof and, and all of a sudden, I don't know what, it, <laughs> to this day, I don't know what it was. It was like oh, the no. Mexican version of, um, I don't know if it was a narcotics team or their CIA or Navy SEAL version of Navy SEALs, but there's like six guys with big guns. Like looking through their sights, walking past us, and, and oh, we're just gosh. like, <laughs> like okay, we'll we'll is just uh, making me delirious, or right? Is this and happening. They just go on, but they didn't. They passed by. They didn't stop, and we're like to the mission group organizer, like, uh, what just happened? They're like, oh yeah, sometimes they go by. I'm like okay, <laughs> thanks for the heads sure. up. We were we were apparently never in danger. So I also recall up on that hot roof. Jesse having kind of this moment of realization, hey, I I realize, you know, I've I've had it good. In fact, maybe I'm a spoiled teenager and everything's kind of been about me and and realizing the joy of serving others and and right. realizing, man, giving back and being a benefit and making sacrifices for others really is where the joy is at and, right. and just having having that that moment was you know I, I'll never forget that that kind of treasured sure. realization that moment in time very nice beautiful yeah so yeah, about you you got a you got a hot take on student ministry or ah, missions hot take <laughs> I do because middle school and high schoolers they're just it for me it's what we do they're because they'll be ridiculous and silly and put their face in pudding 
Some of them don't ever force them to, but then they'll also ask these deep questions and they're witty. And this story is very weird. Yours was heartwarming. I don't know if mine will feel that way, but I'm going with it anyway, because it kind of encompasses students and missions, but in a little bit of an unexpected way, but I trust you to go with me on this. So we're seven years in rural Illinois in a part mm-hmm. of our youth group, there were boys that came from a children's home nearby. So that was an interesting dynamic. And mm-hmm. these boys were not like up for adoption or anything. Sometimes people thought that that's not why this is how that works. But some of them were court ordered and some mm. of them just had a crummy home situation. Gotcha. But other churches would come to this children's home as their mission trip, as they should. And then Good. and they would especially come at Christmas right. and they would give the students gifts and stuff. And one Wonderful. time. A church even came, brought a man that came as Santa, and uh-huh. he's giving these teen boys things. And Santa said to one of the teen boys, have you been good this year? And that teen boy did not miss a beat and said, Santa, I'm court ordered to a children's home. Do you think I was good this year? <laughs> what do you think, it's Santa? Just, it's just beautiful. Beautiful moment. I don't know how you pick just one student ministry moment. But also. Yeah, classic. It's why I always say make good choices at the end of this podcast because it's the only thing I've consistently said in my life. I like trying to be corny like a mom, like make good choices, but also sometimes, but really, please, as you leave, make good choices. It's like kind of as a joke and kind of really real. We appreciate that. We, We love our students. We love our student pastors. We love those investing in this generation who are volunteering. Parents, don't give up, uh, <laughs> who are, uh, you know, applying this conversation with the director of the Student International Conference on Missions, and I uh, hope it's a word of encouragement to you from uh, Jacob Albrecht. Enjoy. So our guest today, Jacob Albrecht, is the student director of the Student International Conference on Missions, or SICOM. Jacob grew up in the Pacific Northwest and then moved to East Tennessee just before high school. He is a Milligan College, now university, grad from 2012, Go Buffs. In fact, that's where he met his wife, Lauren, and I must say Milligan is a fine, fine place to meet your spouse. (laughs) The Albrechts moved to New Hampshire, where they served in student ministry and more than doubled the size of their family. And then during that time, Jacob became more and more involved with missions, serving on trips to Honduras, Haiti, and leading multiple trips with students and adults to El Salvador. His passion is investing in and empowering the next generation, training and equipping others to disciple young people. Now, some fun facts about Jacob include his love for coffee and the need to find the best coffee shop wherever he goes. He was also, fun fact, a superstar tennis player in high school and college, (laughs) and his picture remains on the wall at a local restaurant from his highly successful high school tennis career. Which clearly leads into that pizza is his love language. Mm -hmm. And but what are your favorite toppings and favorite places? Favorite toppings and places. I I do like a variety of different kinds of pizza. Um, Sure. Sure. I'm just a classic pepperoni pizza guy. I just that I love a good, and that's, I feel like how I can gauge the quality of the pizza 
it's true you need a standard restaurant right is it you know the pepperoni pizza and i would say that one of my absolute favorites was a place in new england called portland pie originally out Mm. of portland maine but they had a couple locations down where i was in new hampshire and and that was that was really good uh, sounds good and um but uh, now that we live in Indiana, uh, my wife and I enjoy um, this spinach pizza, which it's a lot better than it sounds. <laughs> right. Of, like chicken. Mm, what and, a selling know, point. Bacon on it and everything. <laughs> I know. Yeah. There you go. The bacon place, is where we should have so. started. Yeah, the bacon. Yeah. I, was, I tell them to leave <laughs> off the spinach on the spinach pizza and just <laughs> add more bacon. Well, Jacob, welcome. It's really good to have you with us today. Uh, Dyke, Yeah. I also wanted to unpack that superstar tennis career a bit more. What was the highest title that you earned? Oh, I feel like superstar was added by (laughs) you all, which is not a clear uh, description of, um, I was not the star on the team, but I think I was grateful that, you know, we, we really just won regional tournaments and, and, uh, you know, some district stuff as well. And it was more of just a lot of fun. I don't, never really reached those those high level accolades or or anything yeah because i i played for a public school and once you start playing the private schools that's a whole that's a whole nother level of tennis so um, but it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun in high school so and it got me to a, a college scholarship so oh nice yeah if you've got your picture up anywhere though i feel like it qualifies the title superstar so for sure it's it's sticking now from from I, now on I never understood why my picture of, of everyone <laughs> on the team, I, I wasn't even the top seated player, but for whatever reason, it ended up on the wall at this local restaurant. And I, I'm, I haven't been back, but even through living in New Hampshire, uh, we'd be back to visit and it was still on the wall. Uh, at a point, my grandmother tried to buy the picture from the restaurant <sighs> owner and they refused. And I was like, don't need- I graduated years ago. I'm not even in college anymore. You need to update this, but I would not sell your picture to your grandma. That is beautiful. Yep. What high school sports did you play, Dyke? Play a little tennis. I don't know if I no, I definitely didn't reach superstar status. <gasps> you guys should play each other. Yeah, it's been I'm retired. a while. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Play a little basketball. I played through my junior year, but the senior year I, I knew I wasn't gonna get to play much, and that's the year our high school one state championship and then and i i played my my one claim to fame is playing uh high school football with uh one of the greats barry sanders graduated a year ahead of me yep no no lie what yep ask him well true story well just so you all know who's in the room i kept stats for high school basketball mm-hmm. so it's kind of the same it's very close <laughs> Wait, but wait, is your picture up on the wall anywhere? No. Okay. We so neither of us have reached Jacob we are Albrecht's not Jacob. status. Our our school's claim to fame where I went to high school is Jason Witten of the Dallas Cowboys oh, graduated wow. from Dang. my high school. And so wow. he would still kind of come through town and everything. I didn't play football, so I couldn't claim that, but that always that 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 will forever overshadow, I think, anything else. Hey, second place to Jason Witten isn't bad though. <laughs> That's that <laughs> You're is, right yeah. up there. That is fair. A guy named Brian Spade graduated from mine. He's not famous. He was just a few years ahead of me. <laughs> I feel like we're going to bring this back to SciComm. All right, here we you go. We want to hear about that student portion of the International Conference on Missions. But first, I want you to give us a little background of your role and how did you get there, Jacob? 
How'd you become a student director? Yeah. So really, I've only been in this role as student director for the last year, but uh, I've, you know, just been in youth ministry for uh, really like the last 10 years. And, and for me, youth ministry has always been the calling. It was never really like that stepping stone for me. Right. And so it was really unusual to remain in youth ministry, but to shift gears outside of the church. It was just a different direction for me. And um, sure. and as I learned just a little bit more about what that role entailed, uh, it just was interesting to me. And as you had mentioned earlier, I've led numerous trips, uh, internationally mission trips with students. And, and so right. that aspect and element one was really formational in my own personal life, but then also just as a leader of students and to lead students on those trips and everything was a really key element and aspect of raising up the next generation and investing in leaders of the next generation. And so both kind of combined with my heart for wanting to invest into into the next generation and how purposeful short-term missions and even long-term missions really is for young people that it just seemed like a good fit. Is it necessarily in the church, but I'm still very much connected with the local church and, and everything. So lots of churches, lots of churches. Yeah. In addition to the likely hundreds, if not thousands of uh, listeners now that are going to attend ICOM and SICOM and ask you about your super tennis stardom. Um, for those who are listening, who might not be familiar with the international conference on missions, ICOM, can you give kind of the 30,000 foot view what it is, why people are showing up, and it's it's had really an incredible following, and and uh, you know outside of last year, pretty massive attendance. Um, so so to just give us kind of the overview of why this is such a, a a big deal, such an awesome event. Yeah, absolutely. I think when I'm telling people about ICOM and, and even SICOM, I always really just start with our our mission statement. It is is very straightforward and. ICOM's mission is uh, to encourage, equip, and enlist workers for the harvest. Really, we are are so bent and focused on global missions, really. Mm-hmm. And ICOM, is, it's a five-day event. It's a five-day conference. I like to explain it as uh, it serves as this uh, connection point for global missions. Yeah. And really, the International Conference on Missions, you know, although like hosted in different host cities, you know, in, in the States... We're gathering people from all over the world, and and even though this conference happens, you know, this one time a year in November, uh, really for us all year long, we're focusing on telling God's story, right? Sharing kingdom stories, sharing stories from the mission field, providing resources, but then really uniting uh, the local church, but really kind of the world through missions. And so I would say that's just kind of that big overview look at what ICOM really is before you get deep into kind of the intricacies of everything that ICOM does and provides, not just year round, but especially through that five-day conference that we have. Absolutely. So to focus on the SICOM element, who's the target audience for this student portion of ICOM? So for students, it primarily focuses on middle school and high school kids. So grades 6 through 12 are invited to this. Awesome. We want students, every student, to gain a greater perspective on global missions. Um, But with SICOM, we really do 
hone in on wanting to identify who those students are that are kind of feeling that call or that grab Mm -hmm. or that push towards missions, uh, local or global, towards ministry, towards even just leadership of some some kind that that we want to be kind of this specialized opportunity to help them hone in on what that calling, what that purpose really is for them in the world of missions and ministry. That's awesome. So as a student, if 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 I were a student, not as a student, if I were a student and I come to SciComm, what kinds of things am I going to experience? What you get at SciComm is everything is meant to be comprehensive, to be this kind of really immersive experience that helps an individual to gain a greater perspective on global missions. And and mm-hmm. it's not just about sit and listen and learn. While those are really key elements and aspects of the conference. It's about engaging from encourage, equip, and and enlist to elevating students, right? Because Mm -hmm. that might look different in that phase of life that they're, you're not going to immediately enlist them into missions and ministry, but we want to be that catalyst that helps them along the way to kind of foster that call towards missions and ministry. And so they're going to get a whole variety of things from, you know, just the experience guide that helps, you know, them to navigate the main sessions and what they learn to having conversations with missionaries. But it's really designed then to help them get the fullest experience there, right? You're, there's exploring the exhibit hall and all of the missions and ministries that are going to be there. It's workshops right. that help them delve into more specific topics in ministry and missions, interactive projects such as meal packing and wall building as well, that again, give this immersive experience for students to enter into the world of missions, whether they've been on the mission trip or not, we want to expand that view for them. So we're giving a lot of sixth graders hammers and nails, nail guns. (laughs) There are there there are <laughs> particular aspects. Usually, the wall building is limited just to high school kids. There um, we go. You know, yeah, some precautions in place. But the mule packing is is open to everyone. Where you know you're Absolutely. not just going to hear about global hunger issues and and what you can do and saying, hey, here's what you could do. And a lot of times, it's like, okay, well, maybe I'll do that later when I find the time. Right. Say, no, we're actually going to do this right now. We're we're <laughs> we're going to pack hundreds, if not thousands, of uh, of uh, meals that are going to be shipped all over the world. We we, we want to give the middle schoolers something to aspire to, something to look yeah. forward to, and to come back in later years. Yeah, we'll we'll trust you with the hand. Got to give so. them something. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I'm thinking if if I'm a student and somebody says, "Hey, there's a conference on missions," I don't know. Is that a? That's not necessarily a draw, but SciComm has drawn. Uh, a lot of kids, they've really been attracted to it. What, what do you think? Is it that interactive piece? What's, what's the draw, do you think, for why so many students want to attend this? I, I think there's always going to be a variety of reasons, um, at least for myself in my short time in the role, that I want to create all of these different elements of the conference that are, are going to grab people in different ways, right? Everyone learns differently. But I think that there's, a, there's an asset for SciComm, and that is the exhibit hall. And mm-hmm. I really believe that the exhibit hall is is the most key piece of what ICOM is because of the connection that it really provides. And the fact that, you know, for SciComm, for this student conference, we get to leverage that. And there's not anywhere else that I'm aware of that young people get that opportunity to go and connect in person and face to face 
with missionaries and ministry leaders from all over the world and not just to hear their stories, but to engage in conversations. And, and as I Mm -hmm. connect with youth pastors who have been to ICOM and SciComm, who have taken students, that's always at the top of the list is the exhibit hall. And a lot of times you hear exhibit hall and you just think kind of like showcasing kind of thing. It's, it's, you know, those booths really just are this medium for connection, right? It's like, hey, this is where we're just gathering, but it is all about the people. So can you give us the why? If I'm a parent, youth pastor, youth group leader, why bring my kids to SACOM? It's incredibly formational that we want to broaden mm-hmm. a young person's perspective just on the world. And and I think the way to do that is to help them gain that greater perspective on global missions, to understand how God is at work in the lives of people outside of the, just their own church and their own community, but globally and, and to understand right. really how vast the kingdom of God is and in which we can't, I, I don't think fully comprehend, but that understanding is going to grow when you connect with people who are, are different than you and, and ministry leaders who are, are connecting and sharing the gospel globally. We want to have this very kind of uh, particular focus on students and, and elevating them into missions and ministries that I think leaders of the next generation and students alike, uh, they need a, a place to explore the world of missions, to, to gain mm-hmm. that greater understanding and, and perspective. And, and um, ministry and missions needs young people pursuing right. the call to discipleship and leadership to continue the ministry and of, of generations before them. That's great. It seems like a great student pastor hack of you want to expose them to missions, but you don't want to plan a mission trip, particularly in 2021. You can go here and Jacob has done all of the work for you. You just bring them <laughs> for these. Psychom yeah. is three of the five days or all five? It's it's three of the, the five. So it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Three days for your students to see all of these at one time. It feels silly to not take advantage of that. What in the past have you do you think the students have enjoyed most the main takeaways the students are going to have the exhibit hall is always going to be up there right and we're trying to maximize that in in this year and years moving forward to really engage students there saying hey nowhere else are you going to get the opportunity to have these conversations with missionaries right for for your questions to be heard and um we Mm -hmm. we're gonna have some incredible main sessions and this right. year's theme is purpose. And our speaker, Lou Phillips, nice. has been working, you know, with us all year already as we, you know, prepare for November uh, for teaching that are going to help students to really navigate their purpose through the lens of the gospel to understand that, you know, we know we're not going to have every kid who's going to go to the mission field. Right. You know, right. but we understand how formational it is that even short term missions is for a student and understanding mm-hmm. that maybe if you're not going to go to the mission field, you're going to go into ministry. And we want to be that mm-hmm. catalyst to continue to foster and nurture that call. And, you know, even our speakers, they don't want to just hop off the stage and disappear. They're like, no, 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 no. we're going to make sure that we are, we are creating moments where students will be known that they are heard, that we've created a safe place where they can ask those questions, right? That are really, right. really hard questions or just kind of awkward questions. Cause like, they're just learning about missions for the very first time. Um, right. But then there are those challenging questions just about faith. So everything is designed um, in, in that way. And so I think there's just a lot of elements and aspects to it all projects too, right? Yeah, You know, absolutely. the kids who they, they want to grab that hammer, but really it's not saying, Hey, you're just hammering some nails into the wood. Like you're going to, you're, you're helping to contribute to changing somebody's life 
for the right. better when something really tragic happens. And we want students to know to be a part of SciComm, to attend SciComm means that you get to be a difference maker, that you are going yeah. to impact the world and the kingdom in a good and in a positive way, in a better way. And, and it's not saying, hey, we hope, we do hope that you go to do these things, to take what you've learned and, and to take it into action later. But like, we're going to take the opportunity to take action now that you get to be a part of something global yeah. in this short weekend. Absolutely. Difference maker. I like it. In terms of formation, what are the benefits when I bring my kids home, when the, when the youth group comes back, what, uh, some things have changed, some formation has taken place, some influential conversations have happened. What are, what are some of those benefits? What are some of the things that, that, that my kids and my group are, have in place having attended SciComm? I think like a lot of conferences and retreats, right? There's, there's that, that momentum that is built in the weekend. Absolutely. Equipping youth pastors, you know, with the right materials, with the right resources to leverage that momentum into mm -hmm. something else. Elevating and enlisting workers for the harvest, right? Elevating young people into pursuing missions and ministry. And, and so one of the things yeah. that we're actually going to do at conference, right? Friday night, right? And we're just, we're going to jump right into it. And, and, you know, there's going to be teaching, there's going to be worship, there's going to be um, missionaries who are going to be interviewed on stage, right? Nice. We're going to, we're going to, you know, dive deep into the world of missions. But then at the end of that main session, we're doing something kind of new that essentially this student leadership gathering. And, and it's mm. where it's going to be this call, right? First night, first thing that we're doing, it's mm. going to be this call to students. We say we have a couple hundred students there, right? And I can get 20, 30, 40, maybe 50 of those students to exit, right? Those are going to be those kids that we're looking to say, hey, if you're already, if you've come here and you're already kind of feeling that, that pull, that, that call yeah. or, or that, that just draw desire, whatever it is that you want to, you want to enter into leadership, right? You want that opportunity, to grow as a leader. You are uh, wanting to go on a short-term mission trip. You're wanting to pursue missions or ministry or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, you're ready for whatever that next step is mm -hmm. as, as just a young person, as an individual, but as a disciple of Jesus, like, Hey, we want to invite you, right? Because we're going to, we're going to go main sessions finishing up, but we're going to, you and your leaders, we actually want you to kind of and, and join us for this other kind of like gathering, right? It's not meant to be exclusive, but it's saying, hey, if, if you're feeling called to ministry and missions, we want to talk to you right now. Or they're actually yeah. going to get this opportunity where we're going to gather other ministry leaders, uh, our speakers from, mm -hmm. you know, the weekend. And, um, you know, some missionaries are going to be there. And it's not like this showcase of like, hey, come work for us or come do this internship of no, 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 we're just here to have a conversation, right? Because what yeah. I mentioned earlier is we want students to be seen. We want them mm -hmm. to be heard and to be known. And really what that time is designed is to help us gauge, okay, here are the students who are really serious about this. Not mm -hmm. that the others won't, right? Maybe something God's right. going to work in, in them in, in, in some way, but these kids are ready now to, right. to continue to pursue that, right? So this student leadership gathering is about intentional conversations of just to be heard because when they are heard, then it's a lot easier to say, well, hey, you, maybe you should try this, right? Not because just because of what I'm telling you, but like this was kind of my story, right? And and if we can create that environment and that space for students to feel safe to continue to pursue that calling, well, we want to leverage that little moment to that group specifically, right? We want to equip them to make the most out of the weekend. And we're going to continue yeah. to plant the seeds with all of the other students 
who who didn't kind of go off into that room yet. Because again, not every kid is is being called to missions and ministry, and we understand right. that, but we still want them to gain that greater perspective. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So good. It, it sounds like another element of that leadership group is also because usually each youth group you might have two or three kids that are those ones that are feeling this call or whatever Mm -hmm. but to gather Mm -hmm. them in a room where they see 40 others that are like oh you think this is a good idea too and seeing other people their age just can only help because you kind of get that feeling i feel like when you go to a christian college or bible college you finally meet other people like you that are like oh you guys want to do this with your life there are others out there so to see that starting in high school is even better. And then to continue to give them a place where they have that community of people that are headed in that direction is Mm -hmm. a big deal. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I really think that is critical. And and I'm trying to figure out just how can we best serve the church, the local church? Mm -hmm. We're we're about serving missionaries, right? But we want to connect the local church with global missions. And we have so many ministry leaders, you know, who have such a, uh, you know, this reach and this influence on the next generation uh, and saying, hey, we just don't want to miss that opportunity. And right. and there are, it was interesting that I was talking with uh, some ministry leaders with a missions organization, right? And, and, and they were sharing how they often recruit out of college, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's where a lot of the times where they capture uh, new uh, team members or actually missionaries who they're going to recruit to go out on the field. But when they mm-hmm. ask, those those people you know hey you're just out of college but when did you really feel that call and that draw to missions and ministry they're like well actually really that that started in in high school and so it's saying that you know that is that is the prime time in which we need to be making those connections that if we're wondering like hey where are the missionaries going to come from we need to realize that it's coming from a generation of kids who who can't quite actually go out onto the mission field unless their families are actively on the mission field and and um, and so that's just such a, a critical time and a window that we just don't want to miss. Right. That's why high schoolers are the best. And junior hires are fantastic <laughs> because they're about to become high schoolers. Yes. Yeah. So now that they all want to come, let's get the when and where this is happening. Well, last year was really hard. Um, it has ushered in this, this for ICOM, this era of being able to live stream, right? So right. this year, though... We are back in person, fully Ooh. in person with a full exhibit hall where everything was just limited last time. We are uh, in Richmond, Virginia, and we're going to be at the Greater Richmond uh, Convention Center there November 19th through the 21st. 19th uh, ICOM, through the 21st. Yeah, ICOM starts on the 18th. Um, so SciCom uh, starts a day later, but is that Friday sure. to Sunday? Um, and so we, groups can join us in person there at the convention center in Richmond, Virginia. Um, but we're going to be live streamed as well. And awesome. we're going to have a lot of, um, resources and materials that even if you're joining us on the live stream, like we're going to send all of that to you, you know, what Perfect. we call the experience box with our experience guides. Like we want to equip you, even if you're joining remotely awesome. online to get the most out of, uh, the teaching, the workshops, um, so yeah, live online or in person in Richmond, Virginia. And registration is a little unique, correct? Mm-hmm. So tell everyone how they register and maybe how they could even go for free. Yes. So yeah, registration with ICOM and SciCom is really unique. And uh, one of the, the simplest things is to remember just to go to theicom.org and you can navigate to the registration perfect. options there. 
but you know, you can register each student individually if you wanted to. It's $50 a person, student and or adult leader to go to SciComm, right? Kind of a very typical weekend conference fee. Right. But our main goal is that we want churches to register as as a complete organization. And so right. we call that the church and college-wide registration process, which you can find that information okay. on the website. But with that, okay. right, uh, churches pay a fixed cost based on their weekend average attendance. And so okay. if the church as a whole, right, it may be your missions team, it may be, you know, a specific department or general, general fund, but when a uh, church pays that fixed registration cost for the whole church, then every member, not just staff, but every member of that church gets to at attend ICOM at no extra cost. And awesome. so- there, there are some other elements, right? There's there's some pre-conference trainings um, and some ticketed events and everything that people pay additional for. But then when okay. it comes to SICOM, right? If the church has paid that registration, then SICOM comes free. So what? It, doesn't, it doesn't matter, right? So like you could, uh, there's churches, right? That if you paid $50 uh, per kid, you know, and you're, you're bringing even just five or six students, you're going right. to pay less if you just register your whole church. And then at that right. point, it, it doesn't, it's $0 to attend SciComm, though there's no registration fee. If you bring one kid or if you bring a hundred students, it doesn't wow. change under that church registration. And, and and so we wanna make it as, as accessible and as affordable as possible for groups and for students to go. And and again, it is there's a variety of ways. And so I would just encourage if anyone is listening to this and they're trying to figure out like, okay, how do I do this? Or how do I connect? Or how do I go or do it? Is it worth bringing one kid or is it 10 kids? Absolutely that. So how is just you go, simply go to our website um, and, and you can, what I recommend, especially for those going to attend SciComm is I just, I highly recommend doing the church-wide registration first. For sure. After you do that all on our website at theicom.org. Which we will link. And once you've, once you've done that, then you will get um, all of just the information you need for registering your individuals at your church. But then you get the code that waives the fees for a SciComm group. And then Perfect. for a group, and, and here's the thing is that we really strive for groups to come, church groups to go. You can, you can, um, go as a family or as an individual to SciComm under that church-wide registration, right? It, it's, okay. it, it's pretty dynamic the ways that you can register and, and engage, but we want those registrations. So if you're registering as a group, you go back online, you use that code that comes with the church-wide registration, and then you okay. register your group for SciComm. Okay. And, and what we're looking for is just general numbers, right? right. Um, and just to let us know an estimate on how many adult leaders are coming and how many students are coming. You can actually register the day of ICOM and SciComm. Beautiful. And we don't, we don't recommend that. Um, Love for not everyone so to much, do that. Yeah, we, it'll go so much smoother for you if you register early on. But that's exactly it. If a, if a group hasn't registered for SciComm, and, you know, they can register the day of when they show up. But w the the really kind of the goal in that is that when you show up and you're like, hey, I, I we, you know, a couple kids dropped out or no, I added one, two, three or five kids. It's like you could add 50 kids and that would have been totally fine. And you tell us the day of that that works out. Right. Because, again, we, right. we try to design this to be as as accessible as possible. And we don't want groups to question or feel like we're like, no, you can't because I get it. 
students make that last minute decision and like, or I invited a friend and it's like, if you just invited a friend to come to a missions conference, we absolutely want to make sure that they could be there. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they were just like, you just found out and they're hopping on the bus to, to come there. Perfect. Awesome. Hard to beat. One of the greatest values, value adds you can have. Uh, Jacob, anything else you want everybody listening to know about SICOM? Churches to know and to leaders to know that, that again, I'm that advocate and ally for youth pastors and those who are in youth ministry um, because I care deeply about investing in the next generation and that I want to be accessible, right? That, that I want, you know, uh, I'm an email away, a phone call away, and, and even outside of uh, missions, uh, you know, that I want to, I want to just uh, be somebody who can listen or who can provide resources or have a conversation that uh, yeah. I'm here to support you. Uh, if you're in, in youth ministry, um, cause awesome. I want to, you know, I want to see you succeed. Even if, even if it's not at SciComm, I want to see you succeed. So. So good. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing all that. And yeah. we for hope to me. see a bunch of people and, uh, be sure to ask Jacob about his tennis career when you're there. <laughs> Please don't. You can have a I'll tennis tournament is, as part of SciComm outside somewhere. <laughs> the exhibit hall is very big. Maybe there's right. room somewhere. It, it, it is. I'm getting older, so now it's transitioning to pickleball. I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> nice. Here. Yeah, nice. So it just makes me laugh because the only people I've known that really enjoyed pickleball were more of their retirement, which is not quite where you no, are. No, no, no. That, that's what I was it's getting It's growing. Yeah, yeah. It's growing. It's everyone. It's super, everybody loves it. Yeah. Actually, it's a, we could be onto something. It could be like a fundraiser for a particular mission, your mission of choice. If you beat Jacob in tennis, you know, so much will be <laughs> no donated pressure. to your favorite oh. mission. Yeah. We I like need it. To find, I like it. Yeah. Find somebody to help uh, fund that. This could be a lot of winners, <laughs> a lot of winners, a lot of donations. So, uh, <laughs> Jacob, good talking with you. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, Jacob. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us today on the Waypoint Podcast. Remember, if you need to get a hold of us, we're on Instagram and Facebook at Waypoint Church Partners and waypointchurchpartners.com. Or you can come see us this November at ICOM and SICOM. We'll look for you there. So to all of our partners out there in ministry, God bless. Make good choices.